Welcome to the Pup Pastor Podcast, or as we're calling it, PQ. Yep, it's nerdy. I'm your host, Gail Tabor, and this is our Psalm a Day segment. Join us as we journey through the book of Psalm, one every day, every weekday. I'm so glad you're here, so grab a craft brew and settle in for today's Psalm. Welcome to the podcast. So glad you have joined in today. It is Monday. We made it made it to the beginning of a new week. Um, always a good thing to um, to start a new week. Um, it's hard to believe that um, we are we are pressing on to mid September. Um, can you believe that? Uh, it just seems seems like we just started this project of uh, of doing a podcast and reading the Psalms. Uh, for our work days. Our psalm for today is Psalm 78. And as always, I'm reading from the message. So hear these words. Listen, dear friends, to God's truth. Bend your ears to what I tell you. I'm chewing on the morsel of a proverb. I'll let you in on the sweet old truths. Stories we heard from our fathers. Counsel we learned from our mo- at our mother's knee. We're not keeping this to ourselves. We're passing it along to the next generation. God's fame and fortune, the marvelous things he has done. He planted a witness in Jacob, set his word firmly in Israel, then commanded our parents to teach it to their children. So the next generation would know, and all the generations to come, know the truth and tell the stories, so their children can trust in God. Never forget the works of God, but keep his commands to the letter. Heaven forbid they should be like their parents. Bullheaded and bad, a fickle and fatherless and faithless bunch who never stayed true to God. The Ephraimites, armed to the teeth, ran off when the battle began. They were cowards to God's covenant refused to walk by his word. They forgot what he had done, marvels he had done right before their eyes. He performed miracles in plain sight of their parents in Egypt, out in the fields of Zion, of Zoan. He split the sea and they walked right through it. He piled waters to the right and to the left. He led them all day with a cloud. He split the rocks in the wilderness gave them all they could drink from the underground springs. He made creeks flow out of sheer rock and water pour out like a river. All they did was sin even more, rebel in the desert against the high God. They tried to get their own way with God, clamored for favors, for special attention. They whined like spoiled children. Why can't God give us a decent meal in a decent place? Sure, He struck the rock and water flowed. Creeks cascaded from the rock. But how about some fresh baked bread? How about a nice cut of meat? When God heard that, he was furious. His anger flared against Jacob. He lost his temper with Israel. It was clear they didn't believe in God, had no intention of trusting in his help. But God helped them anyway, commanded the clouds and gave orders that opened the gates of heaven. He rained down showers of manna to eat, 
he gave them the bread of heaven. They ate the bread of the mighty angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. He let east wind break loose from the skies, gave a strong push to a south wind. This time it was birds that rained down, succulent birds with abundance and abundance of birds. He aimed them right for the center of their camp. All around their tents there were birds they ate and had their fill. He handed them everything they craved on a platter. But their greed knew no bounds. They stuffed their mouths with more and more. Finally, God was fed up. His anger erupted. He cut down their brightest and best. He laid low Israel's finest young men. And can you believe it? They kept right on sinning. All those wonders, and they still wouldn't believe. So their lives dribbled off to nothing. Nothing to show for their lives but a ghost town. Then he cut them down, and they came running for help. They turned and pled for mercy. They gave witness that God was their rock, that high God was their redeemer. But they didn't mean a word of it. They lived. They lied through their teeth the whole time. They could not have cared less about him, wanting nothing to do with his covenant. And God, compassionate, forgive the sin, didn't destroy. Over and over, he reigned in his anger, restrained his considerable wrath. He knew what they were made of. He knew there wasn't much to them. How often in the desert had they spurned him, tried his patience in those wilderness years. Time and again, they pushed him to the limit, provoked Israel's holy God. How quickly they forgot what he'd done. Forgot their day of rescue from the enemy. When he did miracles in Egypt. Wonders on the plain of Zoan. He turned the river and its streams to blood. Not a drop of water fit to drink. He sent flies which ate them alive and frogs which bedeviled them. He turned their harvest over to caterpillars. Everything they had worked for. To locusts. He flattened the grapevines with hail. A killing frost ruined their orchards. He pounded their cattle with hail, let thunderbolts loose on their herds. His anger flared a wild firestorm of havoc. An advanced guard of disease carrying angels to clear the ground, preparing the way before him. He didn't spare those people. He let the plague rage over and through their lives. He killed all of the, all the Egyptian firstborns, lusty infants, offspring of Ham's virility. He led his people out like sheep, took his flock safely through the wilderness. He took good care of them. They had nothing to fear. The sea took care of their enemies for good. He brought them into his holy land. His mountain he claimed for his own. He scattered everyone. Who got in their way. He staked out an inheritance for them. The tribes of Israel all had their own places. But they kept on giving him a hard time. Rebelled against God, the high God. Refused to do anything he told them. They were worse, if that is possible, than their parents. Traitors, crooked to the core. Their pagan orgies provoked God's anger. Their obscene idolatries broke his heart. When God heard their carrying on... He was furious. He posted 
a huge no over Israel. He walked off and left Shiloh empty, abandoned the shrine where he had met with Israel. He let his pride and joy go to the dogs, turned his back on the pride of his life. He turned them loose on fields of battle, angry. He let them fend for themselves. Their young men went to war and never came back. Their young women waited in vain. Their priests were massacred and their widows never shed a tear. Suddenly the Lord was up on his feet, like someone rousted from a deep sleep, shouting like a drunken warrior. He hit his enemies hard, sent them running, yelping, not daring to look back. He disqualified Joseph as their leader, told Ephraim he didn't have what it takes, and chose the tribe of Judah instead. Mountain Zion, which he loves so much, he built his sanctuary there, replentant, solid, and lasting as the earth itself. Then he chose David, his servant, handpicked him from his work in the sheep pens. One day he was caring for the ewes and their lambs. The next day God had him shepherding Jacob, his people Israel, his prized possession. His good heart made him a good shepherd. He guided the people wisely and well. I don't know about you, but I hear, I see our own world in this. Our own whining and crying and turning from God and yet crying out to God to save us at the same time. It's convoluted. It's difficult. Maybe it's just our human nature to have trouble leaning on God and yet call out for God at the same time. Hey, I hope you have a great day. I hope your your Monday is a good one. And that uh, that you find a way to lean into God today. Love you. God does too. See you back here tomorrow.